Hey, it's Nick from 50 Campfires, and this is the episode of The Daily Outdoor that we recorded on Tuesday, September 11th, 2018. Clint and I discuss emergency preparedness as September is Emergency Preparedness Month and really being prepared when you head out into the woods. We offer up some tips and tricks as well as discuss some of our viewer comments. Enjoy. Howdy, everybody. It's Nick from 50 Campfires. And Clint from 50 Campfires. I have never felt more at home than I do right now. Hey, we're back on Studio A. What's up, everybody? Back we're back. in Studio A. We're back in business. I feel so prepared. You do? Yeah. Well, do you know that September is Emergency <laughs> Preparedness Month? I do know that. I knew you knew that because you're a real emergency kind of a guy. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I've been, I've been into, uh, bushcraft and all those things. Since I was a little kid. Is that like witchcraft? It's very similar to witchcraft. You, I'm Wiccan. You didn't know that? No. No offense to all the Wiccans out there. Good for you. <laughs> wait you, a way to just turn off half the population. <laughs> half. Half. I don't, I don't know what the stats are. Could that's, they? that's the stat that you pull out at a party when you're going to mess with someone. It's totally Did is. you know that half the hey, population up, is Wiccan? Yeah, at least half. 50%. And they're all preparing for an emergency. They think that's on the low, the low land. It's a weird, Bob weird Brewery, event. what's happening? Is Bob Brewery? Bob Brewery is Wiccan, I think. Ooh, Bill I think Jana told us that. It's a, <laughs> that'd be a weird fact to drop. Hey, what you didn't know about my pa What is, you didn't know about my pa so it is Emergency Preparedness it Month, is. and you and I have prepared a few... Hey, what's up, Jeff? Jeff, what's going on, man? Man, I feel like... You know what? I feel like you and I haven't been together doing this in a while either. It's been a little while. You were we've... in Colorado. Yeah. And then I was by myself. Did you guys Did you guys see the, uh, the short clip I put on Facebook of my feet dangling above the trees? That's what I did in Colorado. I went paragliding in Telluride, Colorado, and it was amazing. Really? It was amazing. It was really great. But yes, as with most summers, uh, my wife and I get very, very busy. As with most summers, they slip away so too fast. So it's been a little while since we've been in Studio A doing yeah. the thing. Well, but we're going to talk today about Disaster Preparedness Month. Particularly at the campsite. Particularly at the campsite. Because right? it doesn't do you any good. Jeff, cameraman Jeff is, I don't know if he just had a brain lapse or what. He's like, what are we talking about today? I'm like, oh, emergency preparedness. He's like, oh yeah, I've got a fire extinguisher at home. I'm like, I think it's cool. That's, cool. that's a little, a, that's a good thing to it's have. A good thing to have. Yes, goes a little bit deeper than that though. Just I a believe. Little bit. Yes. So you'll probably hear a little bit of something this uh, about disaster preparedness month throughout the month and your local news networks and other places. But as Nick said, we're talking about it on the trail. Hey, what's up, Chris? Because it happens, Tennessee. Howdy, Clarksville. Clarksville. Christine Anderson. Hello. Hello. Is that how that so, goes, Jeff? here's where we're going to start. Here's where we're going to start with yeah. disaster preparedness. But Go for it. Actually, uh, you know what would be great to have during a disaster? A, a, an EcoZoom Bursa, which you just put in the comments. I just posted in the comments. You can win one. That actually is a great emergency preparedness piece for both home and the campus. That's one of the main reasons a lot of people buy it. Doesn't require any sort of gas. Uh, allows you to cook all sorts of things and adds warmth. Well, you can make uh, omelets for the whole hey, family with a handful of pine cones. Yeah, Jeff won the rocket stove in Andrew Camp, and he says they're rock solid. Can agree they more? are. They are. They're, it's like a little tank. The things are amazing. Yeah. So sign up to win that. Click on the link. You want one. They're just cool. Like if you, Even if you have like some relatives come over and make something outside with the kids over a little flame, you can, they're cool. Yeah, it's a cool you, thing. Because it doesn't take a lot of wood to do anything. No. 
which is why it's great in an emergency. So let's talk about avoiding disasters. So let's talk about just in general, the campsite. Yeah. I think a lot of people, Go there. myself included, head to the campsite because it's a relaxing place. It's a place to reconnect with nature. It's a place to hang out, chill out, sleep outdoors, cook outside. Have a beer. But the reality is that you're kind of, you're, you're at a heightened risk of danger. Yeah. Right? Outside of your kind of your normal day-to-day things. And I think that although we should be thinking about that, a lot of people don't think about that as a uh, maybe a more dangerous place than they would if they were sitting in their living room. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And generally, so if you... I think these are all good things to have that we're going to talk about today. Oh, and all, and all these, North Texas, all, the, all these, Pennsylvania. All these things also come into play if something happens in your home. You get, you lose power. It's good to have an external battery. Like so, these, all aren't just things that you would want camping. Raymond, that is one of the tips that we're going to talk about for sure. Uh, yes, Georgia would be easier. That to is an on. excellent tip. So, the so the main the you and I were just talking about this before we started the show. Yeah. The main thing that I see every hey, summer, and we've talked about I this. Amber's drinking whiskey right now. Amber, you're drinking whiskey. Is that what you're doing? That's what they do in East Tennessee, I heard. What time is it? Is it it's time for that? Time for that? Well, it's after four. It's time to four, but it's only two forty-three. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you bumped it up from it's five o'clock somewhere. You have a different saying now. I used to hang out with the guy that, that was a saying. If it's after four, it's time to pour. Okay, well, you know, I didn't last too long. Give him my number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I need. Usually what I see is um, we see this every year. We see that uh, someone didn't make it back. Someone died in some part of the country. As my daughter would say, the D word. Yes. And usually what happens is they got lost. Oh, look, I think we've got, a, we've got a connection here between Jeff and Bev. They're both in Pennsylvania. I oh, think, right on. They're connecting with each other. Maybe new camping buddies. Sweet. Yeah. We should go to Pennsylvania for a field trip. That'd be fun. That would be awesome. So usually what happens is somebody gets lost. They're, they, they're hiking somewhere, or maybe they are uh, primitive camping somewhere. Generally, the first th- bad thing that happens is they get turned Sound around. In Texas. Yeah, right? They don't know where they are. They don't know the lay of the land. They are unfamiliar with where they are. They went on a hike and didn't pay attention. And then went. after that, Let's say, let's say you're, you're Cody Lundin and you have all these outdoor skills. Cody Lundin is He's the guy who, did, Dundee? Guy, who did, guy who did dual survival on a great, great cable show a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, that sounds like something you're into. But if you practice all these things and you're like, oh, I can make a, stire, a fire with a bow stick and all these things, then, you, then, then if you get lost, you're probably going to be fine. The average person doesn't have those skills. So the first thing we're talking about today is I'm not Cody don't get lost. Do not get lost. How do we not get lost? How do we make sure that that doesn't happen? Um, well, you know what? It's one of the things that people really like to do that they shouldn't do, maybe. Hey, Which I'm gonna, is? I'm going to go for a nature hike. And you know what would really be nice and relaxing and really escape from the world I live in? Hmm. I'm going to leave my phone here at the campsite. Don't do that. It's, it sounds like such a good idea, but it's not. It's a bad idea. So this actually, we didn't have this written down, but one of the things that you and I, you taught this to me actually, is to download Google Maps on your phone. It's free. Yeah. It's free. So, so not, on, not only is the Google Maps app free, yes. but you can, down, you can pre-download as many maps within that app for free as you want. As so, your phone will handle. As your phone will handle. Yes. That's correct. So if you have zero cell reception, 
it doesn't matter because your phone still functions exactly like a GPS unit and you can be out in the middle of the mountains and you and I have done this a million times. This has happened to us quite a few times, even just out no in the countryside signal. somewhere we're like, oh boy. No signal, finds you immediately. Yes, we know where we are, it recognizes businesses, it recognizes landmarks, all the things that Google Maps would recognize, it downloads it all onto your phone to be able to have offline. Keep so you phone, can put your phone into airplane mode. Yeah, put an airplane mode. You don't mode, want to get texts. You don't want to get emails. You don't want to cruise Facebook and watch Clinton and I gab at you. Put it in airplane mode. You got totally this. Totally fine. Totally fine. It's a good tip, Clint. Map reading is a wonderful skill, but if you start to get tired and you get turned around, if it's cloudy out and you're having a hard time telling which way is north and south because it's hazy. Yep. There are, all, there are all these things that can make map reading for the average person very difficult and very challenging. Yes. And next thing you know, you're looking at the map and you're like, I don't know if that peak is this peak yep. or it's the one over there. That is the And truth. then you have a big problem on your hand. Big problem. All the trees start to look the same. Because the sun's going down and you're five miles away from the car. All right. One of the things that I um, always took for granted is that I should drink a lot of water in the summer. Right? I should stay hydrated. And a great way to prepare for an emergency is to be... Uh, well hydrated in the summer. Did you know that you should stay well hydrated in the winter as well? Yes, because it's much drier. Correct. And you, you need to stay, if you're outside, whether you're hiking or cross-country skiing, or maybe you're just messing around, shoveling snow, whatever it is you do, like spring water. It's just as important. Do you have a favorite water filter? <laughs> I do. How I, did I'm, I know that? I'm still, I'm still partial to the Rapid Pure Pioneer. Even though we haven't like done any formal work with them in several years. Ooh, so Raymond uh, is saying the Gaia GPS app Ooh. has topo, topo maps that you can download. I have it on my phone. I've been, I've been using uh, Raymond. I started using Gaia maybe three or four months Ooh, ago. Bill's also adding to the conversation that on Google Maps, that the compass always works within the app, true. even when you're offline as yep. well. Because your phone true. has, it's all built into it. Gaia is really cool because you can do um, route tracking. Yeah. So Google Maps does not have that because it's not designed for hiking. Right. Gaia does have that. Know that that's going to take a little bit more uh, battery power. Bob Rui, knowing CPR, being ready to help others, uh, drowning, heart attack, seizure. Absolutely. No, it's totally true. CPR has changed since I was a kid. It has. The cadence has changed. Yes. I have not been certified since then. Well, it's funny. There's the, my, my kids have said, um, what was the thing when I was, when I was younger and I went through CPR? It was... Annie, Annie, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Right? That's where I always started. Right. Yep. Uh, the Sawyer Mini is an awesome water filter, Raymond, because it's super tiny. Yeah. Yeah. So have a water filter in your pack. There, okay? There's a lot of great water filters out there. Right. right. Yeah. So let's say, let's say you, uh, let's say you do, let's say you make a mistake and you get lost. Mistake like you accidentally did your, you put a five where you should put a six <laughs> in your Sudoku? Sure. <laughs> No. And you're completely lost. Yes. So after that, the other things that are important. So one, so right away we get into water, right? Yeah. So make sure you have a water filter in your pack. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely, 100% have a water filter in your pack. Yeah. Um, we kind of chatted beforehand, and I, uh, I was going to take a look at food a little bit. And, you know, it's interesting. A lot of survival guides will say that um, don't worry less about food actually worry more about staying dry yes and warm warm and hydrated and hydrated yes food you, is a good I, I love eating you like eating i love eating as oh, well good. just want to make sure but but that but actually that that falls a little bit lower on the list 
make sure you do have a bunch of trail bars, obviously. Yeah. And if you're going to be out for a long time, uh, flip them over when you buy them. It makes sense to buy the higher calorie ones if you want to have, you know, get something that's a little bit more calorie dense. Yeah. If you're going to be out there. So, uh, Jordan, you make these same mugs. Well, do they have 50 campfires on them? If not, you should make one. Send it to me. So, uh, one of my favorite tips yes. for survival is you need more than band-aids in a first aid kit. Agreed. Right? Like a lot of people, yeah, I've got first aid. I've got a package of band-aids. Any scrapes and cuts. No uh, pack of robust survival kit. That's something that our, our sorry, yeah, first aid kit. And, you have to have sterilize and clean out your And know car. how to use it. Yes. Right? Agreed. Like, oh, I've got these scissors in here. I'm going to let the kids cut paper Can you stitch them. me up if need be? Can you I get that done? You'd love it. You think you get the stomach to do that? I think that you'd have the best scar you've ever seen. <laughs> Yes, but if you if you Ooh. and I were out and Ooh. you needed to be stitched up, yes, I believe I could. You stitch think you, you could up. get through it? Yes, man, you could have a little more grit than me, maybe. That's pretty impressive. I think you could stitch me up. Whew. I suppose. I suppose if I've watched <laughs> if it was in the moment, maybe you've watched enough Civil War documentaries. <laughs> I've seen Rambo enough times to know uh, how to cauterize and stitch you up. Yes. Yeah, no problem. Yes. <laughs> but you, uh, every time we go, I always have, uh, you have to have some way to sterilize. So we do Neosporin and Band-Aids and an alcohol swab to like really rub it out good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, if you can't do that, otherwise you're, you're going to get in trouble. What else are you putting in there? <laughs> tape. Some medical tape. tape. Sorry. Yes. So, I mean, you can obviously find anything for a splint in the woods. Yep. But something to attach the splint to you, right? Because you don't want to get naked. You're not going to take your shirt off and you could, but like. Some sort of, uh, even an ace band. You know what I've used a lot in our um, uh, kit on the road? What's that? Is the tweezers. Yeah. Tweezers are a great We get slivers thing. all the time when we're looking around for kindling and screwing around with that stuff. And the ones we have, I actually wish I had as my regular ones at home because the, I think it's out of, in that kit behind yeah. us. Yeah. It's like this super aggressive tweezers that has a really fine, almost like cutting point at the yeah, end. Almost like a razor blade kind of a yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it yeah. makes it easy to dig around and move skin well, away and, and get out of it. This yeah. isn't necessarily emergency preparedness, but in the same way, how much broken glass have we seen at the campsite? Oh, my God. Right? People that bring beer bottles or whatever it is, and they break at the campsite, and now you've got a piece of glass lodged in your foot. There you go. Pretty good one from uh, Bill Miller. You'll only live three minutes without air, three hours without heat, three days without water, the whole three weeks without food. Yeah. That's, see? Yeah. I knew it. So there's a, that book, uh, that guy I talked about early, Cody, or Cody Lundin. Yeah. Um, Dave Canterbury is the guy who, remember, he's walking around at Outdoor Retailer. We've seen him My a couple times. My favorite part is to pretend like I don't know guys you look up to just to <laughs> really get you worked up. <laughs> I've seen his whole fire knife demo and yeah, yeah, you see the seen deal. That whole thing. So Cody Lundin has a really great book called Ninety Eight Point Six, and his whole thing is that that's the whole key to staying alive is maintaining your body temperature, and that's what kills most people. Is so number one, we talked about usually you get turned around and you're lost, but then it's either hypothermia or hyperthermia, and not knowing how to keep yourself warm or not knowing how to deal with if it's 110 degrees outside. Yeah. And you start expending too many calories, and then you get into, run into some kind of uh, pretty serious problem. So. Ooh. So speaking of glass in the campground, I mean, just the idea, this isn't really survival or emergency preparedness, but leave no trace, right? Who's the guy that leaves the glass broken in the campsite? Or like, I, don't, I don't. The last time we were camping? That's confusing to me. So the last time we were camping, Clint and I and my son are playing Frisbee out in this field. It was, we had a big group campsite. Yeah. 
Awesome. And I, I literally almost took off a toe from a uh, peg that someone had pounded into the ground and never pulled up. So here we are running around in you know, sandals and flip-flops yeah. and like I catch my foot on it. That would have sucked. You would have had to stitch my toe back up. <laughs> I would have thrown your toe in the cooler and we would have headed to town, I think, is how that would have that's went a down. Whole, that's a whole next level. <laughs> that's, a, that's another. We should do a video on That's a whole on different that. segment. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty into that, yeah. actually. <laughs> we'll start with yours and then it'll Limb works. restoration. We're going to do a whole episode on that. No way. No way. Raymond's also saying don't wear cotton. Oh, that's it. yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, merino wool is going to be the way to go for for cold weather. So, um, that's about that's that's about all I have because then, then you know then we're getting into stuff that gets into a way more advanced type of uh, right. survival scenarios, prepping and, and things like that. And that's yeah. not really what we're focusing on right now. It's more of, hey, how can you just stay out of, trouble? out of trouble if you're going to go outside? You're already exposing yourself to a higher higher level of risk. And I think just with a few precautions, anchor, stay safe, stay happy. That, that, that's going to trademark some sort of a phrase. That's one of your nice favorite um, portable battery oh, brand is Anchor. Yeah, make sure you have enough power. They make one for 20 bucks. It's about the size of a lipstick container. And so it's a portable battery. Phone, yeah. Charge your phone one time. Get a full charge out of it. Yes. So put one of those in your pack. Leave your phone with a full charge. Download them, uh, uh, the area in Google Maps. Throw your phone in airplane mode. If you do just those two things, have the battery, and then get your phone set up, you're not going to get into trouble. Well, don't you're say gonna that. You're going to be fine. You could be okay. You could be okay. 95, 98% chance that you're going to be just fine. That's true. 99. Um, I would like to do something to close the show, and you didn't know I was going to do this. Great. But I would like uh, everyone that's sing, watching, you know you and I, I would actually like to take a moment of silence to remember 9-11. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Nick from 50 Campfires. Well, there you have it. Hopefully we gave you some ideas, some tips, some tricks uh, for the next time you head outside to stay safe. For more tips, tricks, gear reviews, recipes, and more, visit us at 50campfires.com. And don't forget, Please subscribe and rate the 50 Campfires Daily Outdoor Podcast wherever great podcasts are found. We'll see you next time.